It's time for Other Strangeness, featuring Psycho Andy. This week's guest, Jedi Stephanie. All right, kids, we're going to get strange a little bit differently today. Uh, instead of talking to someone that made something, I figured uh, let's have a little bit of a, a flashback, a, a reunion, if you will. And I got my old pal, Jedi Stephanie. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, WandaVision on Disney Plus, uh, uh, set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, wrapped up this week, and, and both of us really enjoyed it. And we wanted to talk about it. And we thought, well, we don't have Atomic Monsoon anymore. Ah, but wait, <laughs> we could just do this on this show. So, um, yeah. So, so Stephanie, how you doing? It's been a couple months. It's, yeah, it has been a while, Andy. And I've been doing pretty good. I've been surprisingly busy despite the fact <laughs> of yeah. school being weird <laughs> yeah yeah i can't imagine that that's been an easy transition uh getting kind of jerked around back and forth back and forth between whether or not schools are open or not mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah yeah um so i don't know uh but you're all you're all vaccinated up now right you got your you got your double shots and um... i i got my double shots and uh and I know a lot of people are always like curious, like what happened to you when you got it? Uh, for me, it was just a sore arm both times. Like I didn't feel sick. I didn't feel no headaches, nothing. Like it was literally just like, I feel like my arm either got punched like continuously or like I was just doing way too many curls at the gym. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I'm glad that it was a, uh, you know, I, um, a few years ago, I went to the doctor after not going for several years um mm -hmm. and they had i don't know something happened with the um keeping track of my medical records uh and mm. so they they didn't have um all of my vaccinations all of my shots on record and uh so they were like do you do you want to get all the shots again and i was like i don't know is there any harm in that and they're like not really i mean your arm's gonna be sore for a day and i was like yeah sure and yeah that's what it was for me too is um, I mean, I did get like three shots in a day, so that was a mm -hmm. lot, but, uh, yeah, 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 all the basic, you know, immunizations that you get for general wellness and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah, same thing. So it's good to know that cool. The, the COVID vaccine is, um, at least for you is a similar effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, cool, cool. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. Um, I'm glad you've been keeping busy. That's good. Mm -hmm um and and we've both been watching the wandavision <laughs> so yeah yeah so i want to give a warning up front we are going to spoil the fuck out of this show so uh if you have not yet watched wandavision on disney plus and you do not want spoilers maybe skip this episode this week guys um because i'm just going to assume you've seen it uh and that's there's your warning mm -hmm. <laughs> um so WandaVision is a sitcom, drama, action show. It kind of hits a lot of the a lot of the genres. Um, it really does. <laughs> on Disney Plus, set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as I mentioned. The mm -hmm. name of the show, I can't believe a lot of people haven't caught that the name of the show is a pun and a portmanteau, right? Because it's, mm -hmm. it's Wanda and the Vision, mm -hmm. but also the show is Wanda Maximoff making her own tv show so it's called mm -hmm. wandavision and yeah yeah i don't know it, it's as the show has gone on i've seen more and more people like oh i just got the joke of the title of this show and i'm like hey, really <laughs> <laughs> all right um 
and, and I mean, I get it. Like people aren't always looking out for silly jokes and puns. Mm-hmm. And stuff, so, so that's, fine. yeah. Um, yeah, I was able to catch that. Like I didn't catch it initially when they were like, pr- like announcing the show, but I caught it literally within the very, very first episode as they're giving us the opening title card bit. And I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nicely done Marvel. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Um, Okay, so let's, I mean, overall, Steph, what did you think about the show? You know, so, so here's the thing. So I, after the lovely ending to The Mandalorian Season 2 mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and everything, when, when WandaVision came out, I don't know, I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what got into me, but I just did not watch the first episode when it came out. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I was just busy and stuff. And so literally as as more episodes came out, like, you wouldn't be you'd be surprised how many people came up to me saying, Stephanie, did you watch it? Stephanie, did you watch it? Stephanie, did you watch it? I'm like, calm down. <laughs> I'll get to it at some point. <laughs> um, but the amount of people that kept saying that and then like everyone talking about it on Facebook and actually being surprising, like, okay, I don't know what happened to the world. I need to say this real quick. I don't know what happened to the world. When the Mandalorian, you know, happens, like spoilers are out like within like the first 12, like the first like 20 minutes after the episode's out. Sure. Yeah. With WandaVision people were doing a really good job of not like spoiling everything. And if they were spoiling anything, they were being very, very vague about it. And I'm just like, how did, what, what's the difference between Marvel and star Wars here, folks? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so, so my thing is I am, I'm in favor of all the content holders, content creators um, having their own streaming service. And I know mm-hmm. that this goes against popular opinion because everyone's very used to just paying for one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much in favor of if Disney owns a thing, Disney has their own streaming service. If Warner Brothers owns the thing, they have their mm-hmm. own streaming service, right? Um, so yeah. that, that way, one of the downsides of Netflix has always been things rotate in and out of availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I and, and I understand, right? Like I understand all of the, the business and logistics behind that and everything. Um, I would still personally prefer everyone have their own access, everyone have control over their own yeah. content. Um, yeah, definitely. So my thing is, you know, I had Disney Plus for a year and mm-hmm. I was going to cancel it. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, but uh, not canceling it forever. Just, hey, I'm going to cancel Disney Plus and I'm going to go with another streaming service. And mm-hmm. after, you know, six months or a year or whatever, I'll cancel that one. And maybe I'll get Disney again. Maybe I won't. But like it was, you know, I was just going to cycle through them so that that way I would always have something fresh to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And then the they dropped the first two episodes of one division right before my disney plus account ran out and i was like oh oh no oops (laughs) (laughs) this first episode was really fun i didn't watch the second one right away i just watched the first one to try it out um yeah because here's the thing even though i've been a comic fan since 1992 i really Mm kind of don't care about vision or the scarlet witch Mm -hmm. um they've never uh, w- with a couple of exceptions, neither character has really been a major part of any of the comic stories I happen to have read. Mm-hmm. Um, and the couple that I did read where one or both of them was a big deal was one was Avengers Disassembled, where Scarlet Witch kind of lost her mind and destroyed the Avengers. And then mm-hmm. the um, follow kind of follow up House of M, where the Scarlet Witch went crazy and created a false reality uh, where mutants were the dominant species and humans were the minority it's like they Uh, almost took the two and said hey let's make a tv show (laughs) so yeah yeah and then in some further research i realized that a lot of the events in um 
in WandaVision are also inspired by the 80s miniseries Vision and the Scarlet Witch, which I think was a 12 issue maxi series. Oh, okay. Um, so I have not I have not read that story, mm-hmm. but um apparently some of the the plots in WandaVision are in, are inspired by events in that series. Hmm. So um but other than those those two stories I mentioned, like I don't really know a lot about Wanda Maximoff or the Vision. Mm-hmm. Um I I have I mean I'm mostly familiar with Vision from a couple of video games that he happened mm-hmm. to be in in the early 90s when he was a key part of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and that's uh, yeah so like hey we're gonna do a show about wanda and the vision and i'm like all right i guess that's cool whatever Mm -hmm. um i mean it uh, you know i'm I'm all in favor of putting more characters in the spotlight and and raising um it it can't be all iron man all the time you know yeah it it can't be all spider-man all the time like you gotta you gotta have different characters you gotta mix it up so Mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm all in favor of it happening but like i wasn't super excited for the show and then I watched that first episode and I was like, oh God, it's like watching Bewitched again. <laughs> this is this is pretty great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um But I was still like, you know, but it's cool, like my Disney Plus is gonna run out and blah blah blah. So like I'll just watch, I'll binge it all when it happens. Um and I was totally fine with doing that. And it wasn't until I want to say episode five or six where mm-hmm. accidentally the ending of uh <laughs> the character that shows up at the end i mean whatever we said we we're gonna spoil it uh when quicksilver yeah. shows up right you that got that accidentally got yeah that accidentally got spoiled for me and i was like oh oh fuck no no here's the thing i was like wait like quicksilver showed up but it's the quicksilver from the x-men movies not the quicksilver from avengers age of ultron oh what that's the- who that actor was yeah oh yeah because well, because that moment, that moment in the episode, because I, okay, first of all, I love Darcy. I love the fact that they brought her into this. She was one yes. of my favorite characters from the, from the Thor movies. Yes. Um, and when she's sitting there watching, you know, the broadcast, and then she's just like, they recast Petra. And I was just like, what do you mean they recast him? And then in the next episode, they had like the previously on WandaVision, uh-huh. and they showed the actual footage from Ultron, which I think was the first time they actually pulled footage from the movies yeah. and put it in the show. So I was like, yeah. okay, hold on. And I realized, wait, yeah, that's a different actor. Yeah. That is a different actor. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, my God. so it was Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, who is probably best known as kick-ass the, the other mm-hmm. comic book movie hero. Um, yeah. He played Quicksilver in the, the Avengers movie, but because mm-hmm. of the weirdness of, um the avengers and x-men licensing quicksilver and the scarlet witch or pietro and wanda are technically considered both x-men and avengers so so when fox had the license to the x-men movies they were allowed to use quicksilver and the scarlet witch because they're the children of magneto they are mutants um pietro has been on and off the x-men a few times uh wanda is obviously his sibling and again the child of magneto um that's been retconned whether or not they're actually the children of magneto has been retconned back and forth a few times i think currently they are not but mm-hmm. mostly because of the movie thing um but also both of them oh also the first appearance of both characters was x-men number four or five mm-hmm. where they were part of the original brotherhood of evil mutants but mm. in Avengers number 12 in 1964, they both mm-hmm. join the Avengers. So literally their first appearance is in X-Men, but they've both been Avengers off and on since the 60s. So 
both of those characters are technically under both licenses. Um, so, wow. yeah. And so when they did uh, Age of Ultron and they had Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch or, or Pietro and Wanda, whatever, I'm going to refer to them by both names off and off and on. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so they had Aaron Taylor Johnson playing Quicksilver, and they had uh, Elizabeth Olsen playing uh, uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, and then, like, the next year, Fox did Days of Future Past, and they cast Evan Peters as Quicksilver. I was mm. like, okay, so this is where we're at. Like, we have, mm -hmm. there's two separate Quicksilvers. But Aaron Taylor Johnson's Quicksilver died at the end of Age of Ultron. Um, yeah. And so it was like, okay, so... Marvel's using Scarlet Witch, Fox is using, or Marvel Studios is using Scarlet Witch, Fox is using uh, Quicksilver, and like, okay, like, that's a cool way to kind of get around both of them existing in both franchises. Like, they're kind of being mm -hmm. nice about it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, and then I was watching a YouTube video um, just about, you know, like, I like to keep as, as informed about general pop culture stuff that i'm going to be interested in as, as i can mm -hmm. um and even though it did give a spoiler warning i was not prepared for that spoiler and yeah she opens the door and it's evan peters and i was like what okay i need to go check this out and i went and re-signed up for disney plus <laughs> and wow and marathon because i was like i can't i can't mm -hmm. not do this like i yeah I, I have to know what's going on here um and yeah. yeah, like you said, Darcy Lewis coming back and, and getting Kat Dennings. I'm a big fan of Kat Dennings. So uh, having her um, come back, like, that's a nice bonus. Um, mm -hmm. Randall Park is Jimmy Woo coming in from the Ant-Man movies. Like, that's a nice Love bonus. Him. Yeah. Um, getting Monica Rambeau, like adult Monica Rambeau showing up. Okay, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, keep going with that. <laughs> okay, yeah, because Monica, for anyone who didn't pick up on it, was carol danvers best friend's daughter in the mm -hmm. captain marvel movie so but that movie takes place in about 1995 so if we're jumping forward to 2021 ish hey that kid's in her 30s now so yeah yeah when uh what's it whatever his name is tyler what's his face the guy who gets arrested at the end yeah. uh, <laughs> um when he and her are having that conversation and everything, he's like, look, I know you have a cl close personal relationship with Carol Danvers. And the moment he said that, the mm. moment he said that, because at first I was like, okay, what's ex what's the significance of this particular, I mean, except to like, like not saying Marvel can't bring in like someone brand new, but I mean, this is all based off comics anyway. So some, right. someone is from somewhere doing something beforehand. Um, but it was very obvious, like when she was a part of this place called Sword, which I have to think with that in just a moment. Uh, sure. And it was just like, okay, where are you going with this? What and like the Rambo part was like sounded familiar, but for some reason I just it was not clicking because right. I haven't watched Captain Marvel in a while. Sure. And when he said your close personal relationship with Carol Danvers, the moment he said that, I immediately went, "Holy shit! It's 2020. She's <laughs> the girl from ah! like I literally I got up from the couch, walked over, and just like had like a mental breakdown in like the kitchen for like five seconds." <laughs> wow, that's fantastic! Yeah, yeah. So I was like, what the hell? So so Monica Rambeau and Steph, I know you're you're not as big into the comics as I am. Um, mm -hmm. So Monica Rambeau was actually one of the previous Captain Marvels. Uh, so in in the Marvel comics, there was there was Marvel, the Kree soldier, and he was uh, I think he's debuted in 1968. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's a story from him in the early 80s where he passed away from cancer. 
-hmm. And then um, (laughs) without getting into the whole lawsuit thing, uh, the way that trademarks work is you have to keep using a trademark in order to maintain it. So mm-hmm. um, every few years, Marvel needs to keep putting out a character, a, a, a comic titled Captain Marvel in order to keep that title away from DC and applying that name to Shazam. Mm. It's a it's a legal thing uh, that that incidentally is why um, in comics, you know, they will keep recycling concepts and keep reusing names, even if it doesn't necessarily apply to these characters, because they need to maintain that trademark. Um Otherwise, like, which, like, you know, whatever, no one's going to fight Disney or whatever, but Marvel have lost a few trademarks over the years because they weren't Mm -hmm. constantly putting out books called, you know, Champions or whatever. Um, So, yeah, so so a few years after Marvel died, they introduced the new Captain Marvel, and I think she debuted in a Spider-Man team-up issue, um, or or Marvel team-up, which always was Spider-Man and someone else, Uh, and she was a cop from New Orleans, and got superpowers and decided hey there's not a captain marvel anymore that's a cool name and so she flew Mm -hmm. around with weird photonic energy powers um in a black and white outfit that looked surprisingly like the sword outfit that she was wearing for half the wandavision (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah so it was cool to get her as like an easter egg to a a previous captain marvel in the captain marvel movie with brie larson Mm -hmm. as carol danvers but then to get adult monica rambo looking like captain marvel uh Mm -hmm. in in this was like oh okay um yeah and you know disney and kevin feige and stuff have flat out said like yeah the the net these disney plus shows are going to influence the next phase of movies so yeah 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 so it's i i have to give some serious credit here to kevin feige and like honestly just the marvel cinematic universe in general i mean like we we had the episode back on atomic monsoon back when we used to do that Mm -hmm. where we talked about you know the marvel cinematic universe and we were talking about all the you know all these wonderful great things we loved about it and then Mm -hmm. endgame came out and it connected all these it easter eggs so much it might as well been easter sunday because there's just so many easter eggs (laughs) (laughs) um thank you uh i just thought of it Uh, (laughs) but this this tech kind of did the same thing but this is the first marvel thing since far from home yeah yeah and now because disney owns fox yep that i didn't i didn't know the connection with with the with the x-men there so hearing that part that's an interesting kind of plug of like oh yeah no 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 we know we know we own this now Mm -hmm. bring them in Mm -hmm. like type of thing um and it's just like it would, it's in the fact that it plug I mean like it, it brought a lot more information in from Age of Ultron. It explained why her accent suddenly disappears and like kind of <laughs> suddenly reappears. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I, just like, okay. So it, it went to a lot of stuff and it brought up a lot of different things, but it also it foreshadowed a lot of crazy things that are to come. So Yeah, yeah. Um I'm also a fan of there was a uh a kind of a throwaway line um mm-hmm. but at the sword headquarters someone mentioned that there were four astronauts who were going through a whole bunch of stuff and and having complications or whatever um i don't know how familiar you are with the origin of the fantastic four stephanie but oh god dang it i missed that <laughs> that was another uh uh property that fox had the license to that they weren't giving it up um that marvel would have gotten back with the purchase of 20th century fox so 21st oh, century god. 
Was that their way of saying, "Mm, maybe Fantastic Four? (laughs) It's one of those lines where it can either be a a foreshadowing for the future, or Mm -hmm. it's just a throwaway line because, you know, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, just just one of those those things where Mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see how how that plays out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Which... I so I I guessed mm-hmm. that this might take place after the events of Endgame, but I also was like, I'm not entirely sure. This could be during the time when they're you know before Civil War and everything, or even after Civil War, sure, before yeah. uh, Infinity War. So I was kind of back and forth on where this took place. But when they like they brought it when when the show started, and then they had the episode where they show like everyone coming back from the blip, which. By the way, that was interesting because I know in in-game it's like okay, everyone's getting their phone calls that the blip worked, like you know, like the snap worked and everyone came back. Yeah. Um, and then we get like a little bit of that in Far From Home where we kind of see like footage of people just suddenly appearing, but we don't get a whole lot. This was kind of interesting to get that weird perspective of the chaos that kind of came when Thanos's snap was undone by Hulk. Yeah. And so that was interesting. Um. But it was also interesting to be like, okay, three weeks later, it's like, I'm sorry, how many weeks later? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're so Avengers headquarters is still a crater. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. This movie, the, the uh, Wandavision, takes place three weeks after the events of Avengers Endgame. So even though it's been you know almost two years since that movie came out, it was still like, nope, this is this mm-hmm. is right after. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I I really appreciated the, you know. Monica Rambeau showing up in the hospital room being like, where's my mom? And they were like, Mm -hmm. your mom died three years ago. Where have you been? You know, and Mm -hmm. and you know, like that was, oh, oh. So, you know, as as even though like, yeah, Spider-Man Far From Home kind of played with the like, hey, there's kids that were, you know, freshmen when we all disappeared and now we're all the same age or whatever. Like, that's that's cool. That's a fun way to play with that. But also like, boy, people just dis- you know half the population of the world disappearing for five years like that's mm-hmm. a big change that's a big that that is there's no quick coming back from that so no um yeah yeah i'm glad that they that they're continuing to to play with that remind us yeah yeah um giving us more so. perspectives on it so mm-hmm. but okay i feel like we need to address the elephant in the room like i, I want to keep talking about the marvel stuff but i feel like we need to address the fact that this show Mm-hmm. referenced so many qual like so many great tv shows of old yeah and, yeah. and new oddly enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah so one of the fun things about the first several episodes first uh, it's probably seven for six or seven episodes well so the first the first three well the first the first two okay mm-hmm. The first several episodes of of WandaVision are very much a let's go through the highlights of television over Mm -hmm. like decade per decade. So the first episode is very much in the vein of um, the Dick Van Dyke show and Bewitched. Uh, Bewitched is actually episode two. It's Dick Van Dyke and I Love Lucy. Okay. 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 I was, were she not floating stuff around in the kitchen in the first episode? Was that the second one? Uh, well, no, she was flinched around in the first. I think she was. Def- I think Bewitched is kind of just like sprinkled in all of them. Okay. But I know the second the second episode was very much more Bewitched because they have the animated. Uh, oh, the intro animated intro. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Cool. Cool. Um, thank you for calling me out on that. 
I don't know how I picked up on all that stuff because I've seen maybe a few episodes of each of those shows. And then the moment I started watching, I'm like, yep, no, that's exactly what this show is. That's exactly what that show is. It's like, how? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So allegedly, uh, they actually had Dick Van Dyke come in as a uh, as a like a, a, a reference point. Um, sh- what's the word for that? A cameo? Uh, no, no, no. Um, consultant. Oh, um, so they they had Dick Van Dyke come in and be like like they had the living room set up and it's not a perfect copy of the Dick Van Dyke show but they had him oh, yeah. come in and and um like be like oh yeah so we used to have the cameras angled over here and we would always make sure we were standing this way and like just to make it feel a little more authentic um uh, at least for the the first episode first couple episodes um Mm-hmm. So, so yeah the first first you know you get your 50 show in in uh dick van dyke's and you get your 60 show in bewitched for episode two episode three was the 70s so it was very kind of brady bunch like yeah i got brady bunch feel with that yeah um uh episode four was just straight up full house right uh yeah. or no episode yeah. four was the monica rambo one so so yes. that's where we see and episode five was uh a very full house episode, which is fitting because Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Wanda Maximoff, is the younger mm-hmm. sister of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen from Full House, who played Michelle. Who played Michelle? Yeah. Which yeah. there, I there was that, that there was a moment where she was sitting on the couch with her twin boys, which there that was interesting to see her kind of go from hey no kids to suddenly kids in an episode. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when she's sitting on the couch with them and she's having this very adult converse she's having this conversation about them about them being siblings and loving each other and as she's saying all this i'm like you stole danny tanner's lines that's all danny (laughs) tanner right there get out of his head (laughs) yeah 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 um and then episode six the the halloween episode uh that intro is straight up malcolm in the middle right that is malcolm in the middle yeah yeah (laughs) okay they even show an episode of malcolm in the middle later (laughs) oh fantastic yeah um and then episode seven, breaking the fourth wall. I'm, I'm, I got the Wikipedia article pulled up. Um, uh, is is absolutely like The Office or um, Modern Family. Modern Family, or uh, mm. I was going to say Parks and Rec. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the the cutaway to the the solo shot, the Talking Heads, whatever. Um, yeah, which I am very actively not a huge fan of that style <laughs> of TV show. But mm-hmm. like they did it so well in this, and it was like, yeah. Uh, like I, it's fine like it, this is mm-hmm. this is pretty great um mm-hmm. and then is episode seven is the one where we find out who agnes is right yeah okay um yeah what is the deal with her in like the comics okay so again this is this is one of those things where like marvel puts out upwards of 100 comics a month so it's literally impossible for me to read everything um, I assumed. <laughs> right. So I am aware of Agatha Harkness. Um, she is not a straight up super villain, but she is not mm. a hero either. She's sort of in that, like, she's just doing her own thing. Mm. Um, but the show got her kind of right where she was a witch during Salem in the, during the witch trials and everything mm-hmm. um, in, in the 16, late 1600s. Um, and her whole thing is she is just trying to, assimilate more and more power and train um other witches in the use of their magics Mm -hmm. so um yeah it it and and and, you know one of those things where like agnes keeps showing up but i don't know of anyone named agnes but then when she's like my name's agatha harkness i was like 
Oh, yep. There it is. There it is. Mm. The, the first and last syllables of her first and last name, Ag and Ness. And I was like, all right, all right, cool, cool. Um, and then her theme song. <laughs> oh God, I loved that. What it was? That was a reference to something. It's the Munsters it... theme. It's oh my God, it is the Munsters. It theme. is so. So one of the things that's interesting about the music in this, and I happened to catch a, a YouTube video about it um, mm -hmm. uh, yesterday morning, um, is there is a, um, a an ongoing four note theme throughout all of the music in this. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh man, it's, the YouTube video was titled something like, um, the thing about all the music in WandaVision that no one noticed or something. And it's a guy, mm -hmm. like, it, it's just a guy who makes stuff, like his, all of his videos are about video game music, but mm. WandaVision is such a big thing. And this guy's a musician. Um, so there's a, there's a four note thing that keeps happening. Um, and the way that you would hold your fingers over the piano keys to do this are the same way that Wanda holds her fingers with like the, the index and pinky outstretched and the middle and ring fingers held together. Um, so, Oh yeah. So I don't know if that part was intentional, but it's um, man, I gotta, I gotta look this up here cause it's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah. I, I I will say that that there were a couple of because uh, Connor came my husband Connor came walking in back when I was watching the first three episodes sure. and he came in during uh, one point where there was like it was the Brady Bunch episode it was the episode with the twins okay. when she was you know going through all of that and he came in um, and there was that song that started playing and he sat there and he's like damn there's some good music in the show isn't there and I said oh yeah we had the Beach Boys last episode <laughs> yeah and then. Uh, the episode I was watching last night where the end credit scene had like that really like 70s, 80s, 90s. Like, I don't know exactly which one it was, but like guitar riff or yeah. guitar rock song at the end. I immediately was like, okay, hold on. You got to listen to this. And I handed him my headphone because he was playing a video game. And mm -hmm. he took his headphones off and he listened and he was just like, oh, whoa. Yeah. It's pretty good. What is that? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's got a killer beat. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's uh, Artsy Omni is the username for this video. Um, mm -hmm. And it's called What Every One Division Theme Song Has in Common. And mm -hmm. he has a nice little visual representation of a piano. Um, and you can see it's not the same four notes every time, but it's the same finger setup on uh, on the the um, scale, on the octave. Mm. I'm not a musician, guys. If, if you are and I'm using the wrong musical terms, I apologize. Um, but yeah, as you as you go through this video, and it's it's uh it's only a few minutes. It's like three and a half, three minutes and twelve seconds. Um, mm -hmm. But he gives like a little bit of a clip of each song, so you can hear the the recurring theme of these four notes over and over again. Um, and it's all of the the parody theme songs, the the Agatha all along, all this, um, all of them use the same the same key um, or the same hand detail thing uh -huh. theme whatever um and it's called uh there were a lot of weird comments about this it's the devil's interval it's called oh that's interesting yeah yeah um the um is it the second episode where the the theme has the one division one one division right yeah. um 
yeah. the, it's those four notes, which I know I just sang off key because I'm again not a musician. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's those four notes. If you listen to all the songs, they all have that sequence of a tone. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, and the fact the fact that it's how Wanda holds her hands when she's doing her magic, I think, might be a coincidence. But um, it's, it it's, might not be. It might not be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and someone in the comments noted that it's the same pattern that's on Vision's tie in the early ep- the first couple episodes. Um, I didn't go back to check that, but oh. uh, it, that might be true as well. So hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, anyways, yeah. a- the song Agatha All Along, or it, the, the, officially the song is titled It Was Blank All Along because they didn't want to spoil anything. Uh, that song became the number one song on iTunes last week. Oh my God. It's 47 wow. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a freaking theme song. It's it's a it's a parody theme song that is a a, a sound alike of the Munsters theme using mm-hmm. the musical cues that they established throughout WandaVision. Um and if you look up uh if you look up the official one from the Disney Plus account on mm-hmm. um on YouTube, the official video for it. Um, one of the suggested songs is the Munsters theme song. And when you look at the Munsters theme song, all of the comments are, so who's here from WandaVision? <laughs> ah. Oh, um, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was, that was pretty great. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then episode eight is all about Agne- Agatha Harkness's past and um, what happened after the events of Avengers Endgame with Wanda going and recovering Vision's mm-hmm. body um, or trying to. Um, and then at the end of that episode, we get the the reveal of the all white Vision, mm-hmm. which uh, so so here's this is another comics thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, Vision's body was destroyed and he got rebuilt in an all off white body. Oh, so which which is the vision that i was introduced to in the early 90s when i started reading comics like that's how vision looked and a couple years later when he went back to the red and green and yellow i was Uh like what the fuck is this clown character doing here who is this okay and and then they mentioned that it was the vision i was like oh it is the vision but he's all these stupid colors because i didn't know that 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 was was his original color scheme yeah so uh so getting to see the the white vision uh in in this show was like oh this is a nice treat for me because uh i'm happy that they did it but after seeing him on the show i was like mm, yep the all-white character doesn't quite work mm-hmm. in the way that they've set up these movies so yeah um i'm, I'm cool with that yeah. um and then episode nine obviously is the series finale which was like a double length episode uh and so everything get set back to normal which um, i'm assuming it's just titled the series finale because it's because all i mean all of the titles for each of the episodes were kind of loosely based on old style television like there was one that was called previously on there was one that was called breaking the fourth wall like right. it's talking about like a bunch of tv and film stuff so i'm cu- I'm just curious that it's just is it called that because it is technically the end of wandavision in the sense of like her tv shows over or is it literally is this just it is this like is wandavision just these nine episodes yeah um i'm not 100 percent sure um okay so just scrolling through the wikipedia article for wandavision uh there is a note here that kevin feige did not rule out a second season but does point out that um doctor strange in the multiverse of badness is the continuation of wanda maximoff's story in set up in wandavision 
Um, oh, that's interesting. So that just told us when exactly that takes place. Right. So, and here's the other thing is, is during the conversation at the end, when um, Agatha Harkness brings out the, the Darkhold, which is the book of the damned, which that was another like, Oh, we're going there. Okay. Cause the dark, the dark hold is one of those relics in the Marvel universe that like, again, I'm not super familiar with cause I don't read a lot of the, the magical comics, like the Dr. Stranges mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I'm aware of its existence. I know it's one of those things like the infinity gauntlet or the wand of Watum or whatever, like, Oh, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're, we're bringing the dark hold into this. All right, cool. Um, uh, and then, um, Agatha Harkness says something like the Scarlet Witch is even stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. And of course, Doctor Strange is the Marvel Universe's Sorcerer Supreme. So, so lots of little things were like, okay, if you know all this terminology, if you know all these keywords, like you can definitely pick up where they're setting things up. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't, if you don't know those words, then it doesn't hurt the show at all. Like, there's no, like you, like me explaining all this stuff, I feel like is not like you still enjoyed the show, right? Oh, yeah. Whether whether you knew any of the, the comic book connections or the or are not, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is all it's all bonus stuff. And if you catch it, then great. That's it, it enhances the show, but it doesn't detract if you don't get it. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the thing that one of the things that I think I found really interesting about One Division was that it's just it, it's the beginning of Phase Four. It's yeah. the beginning of all of the stuff that is to come. Um, and it very much just kind of sets the precedent of like, like, okay, yeah, we, we made it kind of kooky. We kind of made it like the sitcom thing. But when they started like peeling back the layers and revealing what was actually happening, like I, my jaw was on the floor half the time because I was like, holy crap, like Wanda is super powerful. Like, I know we always like, everyone said like, you know, if, if literally if Wanda um wanda or or carol could have easily taken out thanos on their own easily could have and when people keep saying that i'm just saying like okay yeah no i could definitely see it but the way they did you know obviously in game they kind of needed everyone to have their chance to shine right but after this after wandavision seeing that no she had such a mental breakdown that she created a false reality controlled all these people did all of these different things and still managed to use her own powers i sat there and i went oh my god she's she's crazy powerful oh Oh God! If the oh if Thanos saw this, I'm pretty sure he probably would have beat himself and went, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, the way that the Scarlet Witch's powers work in the comics is, she, it, it's, they call it her hex powers, which is again is why Darcy would have called the uh, Westview the hex, right? Because mm-hmm. it's one they made it hexagonally shaped so that you know they kind of have that going, but also like you know Scarlet Witch has hex powers. And you can mm-hmm. hear the air quotes when I say that. Um, uh, and the, what it is, is she has reality altering probability, or the probability of altering reality is what mm-hmm. her powers. So um, if she said, if, if Wanda's thing is like, hey, I want to fly. Yeah, the probability is if she wants to make that happen, she probably will be able to. Mm-hmm. If she wants to do a thing like, eliminate all the mutants from the marvel universe well that's only going to work within a certain percentage of the of the way so if you go from like Mm -hmm. 2 million mutants to 200 like yeah she still did what she did and effectively i mean effectively made mutants extinct um (laughs) because the population became so low that they didn't even count as endangered anymore um uh but yeah yeah so like 
the probability was she's gonna anything she wants to happen will happen um the bigger the bigger the thing she's trying to do the less absolute it will happen right mm -hmm. so and you can see that in this show because every so often you'll get someone who kind of breaks out of the curse right mm -hmm. every so often you'll get someone who's like do you do you want me to do that line again was that good do you want me to run through that again mm -hmm. right or you get um the scene where the next door neighbor herb was cutting the hedges and then you know his hedge clipper hedge trimmer like went through the brick wall mm -hmm. right and it was like okay something's not quite right or the halloween episode right where mm -hmm. the further out you get everyone's there everyone's just sort of kind of going through some very basic motions over and over again but like nothing's really happening yeah um, so yeah like it's it's probability altering it's not absolute mm -hmm. yeah um, so yeah and i thought that that was a a fun way of um <laughs> illustrating that for, mm -hmm. for the tv audience so yeah for yeah. sure um so but yeah yeah there is a, a very high probability that wanda maximoff could defeat thanos on her own Mm -hmm. if she, if she knew how to use her powers correctly to yes. their fullest extent which at the time of avengers endgame she did not mm -mm. so that's i mean that's how you get how you get that um mm -hmm. the twins the kids billy and tommy do you know about them uh no but the actors oddly enough who play them look very familiar for some reason and i can't figure out where i've seen them from but oh, no i don't i don't okay. know They've probably been like in like some Disney Channel show or something. Sure. Or whatever. But like yeah. I have no clue. But I, no, I don't know the significance of Billy and Tommy. Okay. So Billy and Tommy were, they are the children of Wanda and the Vision because Wanda willed them into existence. Oh. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they um eventually grow up and become speed and wiccan of the young avengers hmm. and one of them has pietro's powers and one of them has wanda's powers interesting i know i noticed that in the, yeah. in the episode when they started using their powers and the um the costumes they wore on halloween were mm -hmm. straight up their young avengers costumes Okay, I could have sworn that. Okay, at least. Um, oh crap, I can't remember which one was which. The one who dressed in the red cape with the blue headband. I could have yeah. sworn, like I've seen that cosplay before. I've seen people wear that at con. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, where is that from? Is that like an anime thing? Like I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> no. Nope, and now that is, you say that. Yeah, it is straight up Wiccan from Young Avengers. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and Speed wears like a green version of Quicksilver's outfit, not a blue one, but like whatever it's fine mm -hmm. it's 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 him being a small you know young avengers quicksilver um, yeah so yeah um also how great how great were all those halloween costumes where they were just doing basically cosplay <laughs> versions of the comic book costumes that's that was so much fun i love that throwback i love that look so much and speaking of costumes um her look at the end yeah her new look like the moment i saw that i went God damn it. All right, Connor, look, we got to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, it's uh it's interesting cuz so so Wanda the Scarlet Witch in the comics traditionally has except for a period in the 90s um mm -hmm. 
has worn like a red swimsuit with pink tights, red boots, red gloves, and that weird clown tiara thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the hell that stupid thing is. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It's a Jack Kirby design from the sixties. It's fine. A handful of characters wear it, whatever. I just, it serves no practical purpose other than keeping hair out of the face. And there's so many better ways of doing that, but Mm -hmm. it gives her a unique look. So Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Yeah. But since Elizabeth Olsen has been playing her, they have been redesigned. Elizabeth Olsen's whole thing has been like black leather pants and a red bodice and like a trench coat, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's what she wears in in all the Avengers movies that she appears in. Yeah. Um, So like, how do you find the middle ground between those two costumes? Because one of them is a very 1960s superhero costume, like a very Mm -hmm. basic, right? Like this is, you know, Mm. um something quick and easy to draw because you know you got to draw her a hundred times in a comic uh and you don't want to be spending all your time doing details um Mm -hmm. but in the movies you only have to make the costume a couple times so Mm -hmm. you can put as many details in as you want so they've been doing a thing uh over the last five or six years in the comics that is basically exactly what she ends up wearing at the end of the show Mm -hmm. and i was like man that's a really good like that's a really good way to tie all of that in together because it mm-hmm. still looks like what she's been wearing in the the movies all along, but it is much closer to the the comic the traditional comic look. But it is kind of the nice merge of the two. So yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no, I I really like that costume. I saw that and I was like, oh, all right, looks like I gotta put that together now. Sweet. <laughs> um, I mean, like I've always, I've always kind of liked Scarlet Witch, and I think I, I mean, at least in the sense of like the way she looked, I liked the trench coat look and the, and the other stuff. And if I had to cosplay someone from the from the Avengers for a while before Carol came along, mm-hmm. it was probably going to be Scarlet Witch. Because no offense to Black Widow or anything like that, but I don't know if I could pull off that black leather. Uh, sure. sure. <laughs> um, also, it's just you know her look changes with almost every movie. Um, every time we see her, it's either like you know long blonde hair, short red hair, long red hair brown hair black hair like it it just it changes a lot (laughs) um and so it's like okay well meh but with scarlet witch it's like okay maybe maybe but i had a friend of mine who was already cosplaying as scarlet witch Mm -hmm. um until they uh you know became a they and cut off all their hair and you know do stuff like that and they haven't really pulled the costume out since not that i've seen um and so seeing this look i was like okay I could do that look. <laughs> yeah. I could do that one. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, all in all, like like this was a really freaking good show. And yeah. one of the things, and I'm gonna I'm gonna point out one more thing that I noticed that I just find as an interesting little I don't know if Easter egg is the right term, but just an interesting little thing is the so after they did the previously on WandaVision, they tell us what happened, they would give us the Marvel opening. Mm-hmm. Like they would, like if it was a movie or something. Mm-hmm. And if you watch, and like watching the characters who go by, Iron Man's not there anymore. Mm. Cap and Thor are grayed out. Oh, interesting. I did not mm-hmm. notice that. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, well, I mean, like Black Panther has like a little bit of color to him. Sure. Widow has a little bit of color to her. Ant Man has some color to him. Uh, I would say that War Machine has color to him, but he's wearing gray. He's armor, already so grayed out. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Hulk seems like he's grayed out but it, it's like you're not quite sure if he's grayed out or just a really really dark green in this just way the lighting is working sure but like cap and thor it is just straight up they are grayed out hmm. 
And then there's no sign of Tony except for when they pull away and they start showing the clips from Endgame and you see him do the snap. So it was like, okay, oh, that's that's kind of sad. I'm kind of yeah, sa- I'm sad yeah. now. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I'll have to go back and, and check those. But I, um, I think the reason why they grade them, I think they grade out at least the the other two was because one Thor isn't exactly gone. He, I mean, because we're gonna probably see him in Lore got uh, Love and Thunder or. Uh, um, or in the next Guardians movie. Mm-hmm. And for Cap, it's like, okay, we're going to get um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier next. Actually, right. I think that actually premieres next week. Uh, um, yeah, it's either... Yeah, I think there's a week off between the two, but uh, yeah. either way, it's very soon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a potential that we might see some remnants of Steve around, but he's also old man Steve now, so right. we might see right. him as old man Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So who knows? I don't know. I might also um, be overthinking it, but <laughs> so can I point out another two more fun comic Easter eggs that they threw into WandaVision that uh uh they don't they don't do anything with them, but uh mm-hmm. you know, they they were fun for comic nerds and I, I like sharing this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I do uh, still have a question though about sword, but yeah, oh, go ahead. Sure. No, ask your question about sword because you know. Let's, Mike, okay. So, yeah. So when they said that this is the like, when they said this is sword, at first I was like, ha, sword and shield, ha, Pokemon right. games. Wait a minute, hold on. Why is there a sword and shield in Marvel? Marvel. That was my first kind of thing with it. <laughs> Second thing though uh, was where did is was is sword always been a thing, and why have we not seen it before? Um. Yeah. So sword, uh, in the comics, first debuted in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. So Shield is from the 60s. I don't remember where their first appearance was, but Sword was introduced in a Joss Whedon X-Men comic uh in 2004. Um it is the Sentient World Observation and Response Department, um although in the comic in the show it's the Sentient Weapon Observation and Re- uh, Response Department. Um, mm-hmm. so a little bit differently. But basically Sword is Shield in space. Is That makes sense and if the creator of it was Carol Danvers' best friend. Right. Makes sense. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. So the two the two other characters I wanted to mention is um uh Dottie, who was played by Emma Caulfield, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then her husband Phil, uh, who's the guy with the big thick mustache. Mm-hmm. So Emma Caulfield, most people will know from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where she was Anya, the goddess of revenge or whatever mm-hmm. um and like so another big magic user mm-hmm. the character that she played is dotty jones um who is the secret identity of arcana from the squadron supreme from part of the marvel multiverse oh that's the, insane yeah so the squadron supreme are marvel making fun of the justice league I can see that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So they're led by Hyperion, who is totally not Superman, you guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, they have their rich, dark knight guy, Nighthawk, who's totally not Batman, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the Power Princess. And uh, Dr. Spectrum is totally not the Green Lantern. And the Wizard runs fast and is totally not the Flash. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's the Amphibian and the Golden Archer and Captain Hawk. And you can figure out yeah. who all these characters are. But Arcana is totally not Zatanna. <laughs> and she wears yellow. And the when we see Dottie in color, she's blonde and has yellow flowers. 
Um, meanwhile, all the flowers around Wanda's house are red, and all the flowers around Agnes's house are purple. So all the magic is color coded. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And in Squadron Supreme, um, Dottie's husband is named Phil. So, like, they straight up are like, hey, if you know, you know. You know. <laughs> and if you don't know, totally doesn't matter. Um, and I bring this up because the Squadron Supreme are going to be the focus of Marvel Comics' big crossover event this year called Heroes Reborn, which is what if, <clears throat> excuse me, what if the Marvel Universe heroes never came to be and the only ones there were were the Squadron Supreme, the knockoff Justice League. Um, so we see the world from the point of view of Bruce Banner and Tony Stark and Steve Rogers if they never became heroes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, that the first issue of that hasn't shipped yet at the time that we're recording this. I think it's still, mm-hmm. I don't think it comes out until April or May. Um, uh, over the last few years, I've really not been into Marvel's big crossover events, but this one is one that like uh, I might actually might actually look into this uh when it's all done and get the the collected edition because mm-hmm. um, the squadron supreme is a cool idea that often isn't executed in a way that i would like to see <laughs> um because yeah. it's it's just you know marvel doing their version of the justice league as kind of a parody um and sometimes doing very rated r things with them like having them mm. dismember people and <laughs> just be like uh what Oi. <laughs> like yeah i know that the new 52 got really dark guys but come on <laughs> um so yeah yeah uh anyways that's a that's a, a fun thing um the other the other one is uh and this this may be a, a nothing thing but mm-hmm. their next door neighbor herb um <laughs> without getting into all the backstory of everything and how they all tie in together because it's super confusing and i'm not sure i even understand it uh, mm-hmm. But there's a character in Marvel Comics called the High Evolutionary who has something to do with the people that raised Wanda and Pietro in the comics. And his secret identity is uh, uh, Herbert something or other. Um, so I don't think that Herb, their next door neighbor, is is the High Evolutionary. Um, uh, is Herbert Edgar Wyndham is his real name. Um, mm. uh yeah, he he's one of those guys that shows up every few years. He's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, he turns people, he turns animals into animal people, like an island of Dr. Murrow kind of thing. Ooh. Um, yeah. Um, but his name happens to be Herbert, and their next door neighbor is Herb, and the High Evolutionary has something to do with Wanda and Pietro's backstory in the comics. So it was like, okay, this is another one of those things where like, this probably isn't going anywhere, but I appreciate that nod. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah. There's me being a super comic nerd about a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like it, I just, I, I went in not really knowing what to expect, and I came out of it not only with so much more excitement again for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and going, okay, what? Bring on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Bring on this new Captain Marvel thing. Bring on, you know, whatever else you got. Yeah. Um, but I also I thoroughly enjoyed the callbacks and the nostalgia of just like the TV stuff. I loved yeah. the nods to as as much as they could, um, you know, from everything from the Marvel comics to 
the MCU that we've seen thus far to what Fox owns, to what Sony owned, to who else owned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but also just like, it was just, there were so many just like, like sprinkled little elements that were just great. And, you know, here's the craziest part. So a friend of one of my friends who was like, you have to watch it. Um, I finally, when I finally watched it, I sent him a message last night and I was like, oh my God. Cause we, we've been working on this, uh, the story together mm-hmm. uh, just for fun. And there were there were a lot of very mirrored moments, especially in the episodes with Wanda and Agatha going through her memories and mm-hmm. kind of doing all that stuff. Like when those things were happening, I swear I was sitting here going, "Oh my god!" Like I was having like there was like a lot of weird mirrored effects with with what we were seeing in this show with what we were actually writing in our story, and I was just like, "I'm freaking out." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that's always but, the best, right? Because it means, I mean, it means that you're tapped into whatever the zeitgeist is at the moment, right? Like, well, the thing is, though, is that we had some of this stuff, and that's some, like, not something that we like, we completely stole the ideas, like, we're running away with it, like, it's ours type of thing, but like, we had some similar ideas and similar story elements and storytelling bits that we wrote months ago. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and then when this came out, it was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like what's happening <laughs> so yeah but yeah no yeah. this was this was a fantastic show and thank you for having me on andy to talk about it this was fun yeah yeah no thank you for coming on um it's it, you know it's it's one of those things where i was like you know i, I really want to talk about this show but like i'm not i'm not going to try and convince someone that worked on the show to come on to my brand new podcast or, or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like you know we did talk about doing reunions every so often on this mm-hmm. and, and having, having each other on each other's shows and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this, this kind of seemed like the perfect time to do it. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for agreeing to come on. Um, and pretty last minute too, cause I just asked you yesterday. So. <laughs> I mean, Hey, look, your timing was perfect. I'm on spring break now. So <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. 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 <laughs>